This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What do you believe holds people back from just taking action? Other people's opinions. And how do you overcome that? By telling your mom to go themselves. <laughs> Bryce, I'm so hot on this, man. I am so sad that the, the reason you get a reaction like that is a mix between, it's funny to use the word mom and in the same sentence, right? But, but it's way more true. If you listen to the tone of the laughs in there and saw what I just saw, the truth in what I just said is so powerful. I am so sorry. First, I am driven by gratitude. You wanna know, when everybody, I just, how many of you saw me on the hot ones, the hot wing kind of thing, some of you saw this? So that was a huge, that's a huge audience and a lot of people who didn't know me. And every time I do Joe Rogan or Hot Wins or a TV show where, I, where a lot of people don't know who I am, I know I'm in for it because 20% of the crowd's gonna hate me, right? But what's fun about YouTube shows is the comments are there. So I spent four hours the other day in there engaging with the people that said I was terrible. But a lot of people spoke well, one word, and they used two different words. Just in the comments, one word. I would say 50 people wrote in one word on that episode, cocaine. <laughs> and about another 100 wrote Adderall. And I replied to every one of them, all of them, especially as somebody whose mom brainwashed them to never even try smoking a cigarette, right? I replied, gratitude. I have so much energy because I'm grateful. Not only am I grateful for the talent I was naturally given, the ridiculous parents I was given, and the incredible advantage of being an immigrant, I'm grateful that my parents were so awesome. They never made me feel inferior, right? And so many of you, whether through a sibling or a parent, had a miserable, sad, negative parent who tried to impose their negativity on you. And misery loves company. And its greatest execution is parents on kids. It's something we never talk about. It's not talked about enough. And so, if my legacy, when I die, when I take my last breath, if you asked me what I really think I'm gonna think, I think I'm gonna think that I was the human being that came along and brought the most awareness to this conversation. It is my absolute passion. Because I've seen what my grandma did to my dad, and I know what my mom did to me. And it's a big difference, bro. It's called happiness. So. Why do I think a lot of you don't do shit? Because you, ju- you value other people's opinions of you. Why do I think you have that? Because you weren't given self-esteem as a kid and you were gone the other way. And if there's anything, one of the biggest reasons I act like a big shot is because I want kids to become fans of me so that I can then become the shield for them to have confidence to do good things, not bad things. Because if I'm cool, then they're not talking about Ferraris and- Gold watches, they're talking about hard work, humility, empathy, and kindness. So I'm in the best price and the best part of my career because Snapchat and Instagram and YouTube have allowed me to get way down the funnel. I'm getting to 15-year-old dudes. And 15-year-old dudes can go either way real quick. And the fact that I'm gonna get them all to come to me to become better men, legacy, bro. So, through a long-winded eight years, I finally figured out, it's that, man. You guys worry about what other people think. I brought up the celebrity thing with Instagram, right? You just care what other people think. 
and I don't. I care what people think when they know who I am. But there's people in here who've literally not done something because they don't like when somebody leaves an anonymous comment on a picture that says they are ugly or suck. And the thought of that breaks my heart. I get pumped when people say I suck. I've only, if you follow me carefully, only in the last three months because I just want to help, I'll tell you why I'm doing it, only in the last three months have I even really gotten a little more detailed about Wine Library and the fact that I own nothing of it and I built that business for my dad. Mainly it's because other kids who are looking up to me have other friends that tell them, you can't look up to that guy, his dad gave him a liquor store, he sucks. So I wanted to kill that excuse because I don't want these kids to go down the path. Got it? Like. People think I got something handed. I had it the reverse. I gave up the first 13 years of my life to build my dad's business for him and left with nothing. Because I wanted to pay him and my mom back. You know? So, that's where I'm at. Thank you. If you could go inside my brain and my feelings and my DNA right now, it would either scare you or confuse you how much I do not allow my wife, children, or parents to factor into the way I think about things. At the same token, their opinions of me are my life. You have to find the calibration of respecting people's opinions but not allowing them to dictate your actions because you're gonna go down the path of becoming bitter with them at the end. Too many of us protect our family and pander to them because we want it to be good without realizing how it plays out at the end, which is in our older years, we have a lot of resentment towards them because we think we allow them to dictate our behavior, but that's not true. So, you know, listen, we share a lot of common themes. I understand. First of all, on the working part, First you have to ask yourself if you, do you want to work less? I'm asking. Well then work less. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, the way you gotta think about it is whatever management you put in or whatever happens, first you have to immediately think it's gonna do less. Second, you can't hold your managers accountable. One thing I know about Eastern European uh, employers is when they do moves like that, they expect those people to work like a horse the way they did. It's not their business. Unless you're willing to give your manager the same amount of money and a piece of the business, why should he or she work as hard as you? So first you have to deploy practicality, reality, and everything, my friends, has a price. Everything. So if you wanna work less and take a spa treatment and go fishing and pick up basketball or learn how to sing or whatever the you want, well know that it comes at the expense of your business growing. And that's okay. You know, and once you learn how to stop thinking about the judgment of others on your behavior, everything opens up. Easy to say, but it takes a lot of practice. And it starts with, the reason I always say you mom, you dad, it starts with practice. If you sit down in your family and be like, I'm doing this, I know exactly what you're thinking. It's my life. I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings, this is what I'm doing, because I don't want to resent, the way I do it is tell the truth. I don't want to resent you later. And I'm gonna bring, I always tell people, whenever I had had that talk with my dad or mom or brother, I always tell people, I'm gonna break. And if I break, then it's all broken. And I promise you, when you put them into a corner instead of them putting you into a corner, 
it gets real funny. I'm fascinated by bullying in general and families bully the money maker in their family. And a funny thing happens when you go and treat them like a bully. They fold like a cheap chair because they have no leverage. <laughs> you like that, right? Hits home, right? When you're the money maker, everybody gets real used to you. When you flip it on them, they've got no move. Let them go make money. You're welcome. Thank you so much. It's a, re- it's a real thing. Like it's hard for a lot of us. If we're the driver, people get into a cadence and we as somebody, look, when you know how to make money, you start taking on almost this responsibility, you start helping, you love your family, I love everybody. I love you guys, I don't even know you. You know, like, like you start getting into that place and then everybody gets into their position. I'm okay with it, you're okay with it, we'll get to you in a second. Like people, are, you could be okay with it. You could be okay with eating your whole life. I've gone, I've eaten more than anybody I've ever seen. The problem is, no, no problem. The problem is, once you're at a place where you don't want to do it anymore, you act. See what their move is to that. It's just practice, one time. Let it come, not when you're drunk, not when it's so crazy that you can't deal with it anymore. A month, a year before you break and go crazy and yell at them at the top of your lungs. Calm, nice dinner and be like, here's the score. It's incredible, I've given this advice a lot. It's been game changing for people's lives. When they've acted on it, most don't act on it because it's hard. I'm not, I don't think what I just said is easy. It's super hard. And the longer it's been real, the harder it is, right? You know, I think, first of all, if you're an introvert and you want your privacy and you don't like it, you should never force yourself. There's plenty of humongous companies where you don't know the founder. I always get worried that people, like I like it. I like the admiration, I like the interaction, I like all of it. So to me the first and foremost is you realize either way can work. I will say if you like it and you're a good person and you don't take down the company with your off the field activities, it's, it's a great way to go. And that's why I'm very comfortable with it. So you would go, let's say you have a business page. Yes. Right? And you have multiple locations and then you have your own. You mean like Facebook slash Wine Library and Facebook slash Gary V? Yes, and then, yeah. So you would make multiple videos or you would like take two tablets and run lives? Content for the context. Once in a while if something was super important I'd post on both, but a business talking and a human talking should be putting out different stuff. People use social media as distribution, not as a place to narrow, make native content. They think of social as email. I'll take something and I'll post it on all my accounts. They don't take into effect the psychology. Do you know the difference between a 40 year old woman with two kids when she's on Pinterest and on Facebook? Totally different. Her psychology, her psychology when she's on Facebook is to keep up with her friends and news. On Pinterest it's aspiration to shop or escapism. You have to give her content that fits her psycho state, not just her demographic state. Got it? Think about how you guys use Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, even right now, and I can see some of you like picking up on this. You're even thinking different. Like you're, you're in a different, one place is entertainment, one place is information. LinkedIn, you're a different person than you are on Facebook. Like your head's in a different place. I've gotta feed you content. 
The subtle things that I do that people aren't picking up on has a lot more to do with that. Why do I make meme videos on Instagram? Why did that same video look different on Facebook? Why do I chop up what I chop? Why is the copy different on the Facebook post than the Twitter post? Why did I use hashtags on Instagram but not on Facebook? The subtleties of the craft. I have a knack of making things look easy, but this shit is real. Thank you. You're welcome, Vlad. Thank you for having me. Yeah.